This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin Control. because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Cruise Control. This is your on-air automotive magazine. You better have those seatbelts fastened because we have quite a ride today. And uh, I'm Les Jackson, of course. That guy there is Fred Staub. He's got a pile of papers. I don't I don't even think we could read them within the next couple <laughs> hours, but we'll try. Anyway, big doings, big doings. Yeah, big doings, uh, Les Jackson, and uh, we're going to get into it on our uh, first show uh, of the year. And uh, Ford tops the sales scales for sports car and trucks and commercial segments. But will Rollaway F-150s put a damper on all of its success? Well, we'll find out. I have a feeling it might. And uh, Kia uh, has another plan for stopping the theft of some of the models. You're probably well aware that some of the models, uh, some nasty people put ways of getting into the ignitions online. That seems to me that should be criminally charged. Yeah, although uh, it's the it's quite the opposite. They're charging Kia, but that's, that's a whole other story. But let's talk about the Genesis... G70 Sporty Sedan, it's out, and we have some pricing information, Les Jackson, so uh, so we'll share that with our audience, won't we? That's right. If the audience would like to chip in and buy me a Genesis, <laughs> I'll give you my address. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk tech, um, and this time the science Mazda is using to make its already stunning soul red crystal color. Boy, that's spectacular. Even better. And, man, uh, it's it's not like a candy apple, but it's sort of the modern equivalent. Oh, yeah. It almost looks uh, it almost looks like you dip the vehicle uh, in in paint. Uh, yeah. it, it's yeah. it's cool. Don't you think? Yeah, it's 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 almost like, yeah, like you dipped it in a big vat of paint. And yep. That thick. Yeah, and then this is uh, one we were discussing earlier. Stellantis says no to shows, no more car shows. You won't be seeing anything from Stellantis at any car show this year. Uh, that's right, and the DC car show is two weeks away, <laughs> and this is the first we've heard about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's how it is. And then you have an at the wheel review, the first of the year. That's right. Uh, uh, the new Buick, right? Yeah, Buick Encore GX. Uh, pretty cool outside. Almost, It almost has that uh, undercut shark face. Uh, reminded me a little bit of the Aston Martin, believe it or not. But uh, it's not at Aston Martin pricing. When we come back, we'll uh, have a full at-the-wheel review of this ST model. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back. So stay tuned.
Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. It is Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We are here, ready to go with plenty of information. And uh, top of the heap for Ford, Les Jackson. Um, they scored big in sports car sales, trucks, and commercial vehicles. That's for 2023. They have uh, they have done very well. Ford Mustang has outsold every other sports car offered in the U.S., not just the Dodge Challenger and Chevy Camaro, but also even uh, the Mazda MX-5 Miata Which and Toyota Supra. Biggest selling sports car of all time, a single model. Um and that, and the Mustang is 61 years old. I I just love this. And uh, 48,605 Mustangs were sold in 2023. Um, doesn't sound like a huge number, but uh, well, no. it's it's the lead for that for that segment, right? Well, it is, and you know, uh, it, it doesn't sound like a big number, but remember, there are about 300 different makes and models you could buy right now so getting getting 48,000 of them is pretty good they also sold 31 Ford GT supercars that does not include 67 800 horsepower GT Mark IV track toy model <laughs> which yeah sounds fun and that, I, I, my I friend, is a f- future collectible for sure, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It's already a collectible. It's not even the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, right. let's jump over to trucks for Ford. Uh, F-Series, still the best-selling truck in this country for many, many years. Going on 50 years, I guess, right? Um, uh, they- yeah, yeah. 750,789 F-Series trucks were sold last year. And uh, F-150 Lightning became the best-selling electric truck of the year. Uh, And nobody sold more EVs in America than Ford. Besides Tesla, Ford was number two as far as electric vehicles go. Um. And the hybrid was the second best-selling hybrids, the hybrid F-150. Oh yeah, which makes sense. Uh, commercial vehicles, you see them everywhere. I mean, if it isn't a if it isn't a Ford, it's a Mercedes. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see any other brand. Uh, that's true. Transit vans, F-250, 350, all the way up to F-600. Yeah. Um, they're on everything. They're every fleet seems to have a Ford vehicle. So that's good news. That's the good news. But then comes a potential rollaway recall. And uh, December 2023, um, this was a piece published by CarBuzz on how Ford issued more recalls than any other manufacturers for the third year in the road. I guess if you sell more vehicles, you got more recalls, potentially. Uh, But there is a rollaway problem on certain F-150s. Um, and it could affect uh, 112,965 of the 2021 to 2023 F-150s for a rear axle bolt that may break. 
And uh, it only involves the um, heavy-duty rear axle with the heavy-duty trim. (laughs) Well, it's a special axle and a a special um, trailering package that has uh, has caused this. So um, the rear axle hub bolt may fatigue, resulting in damage to the axle hub splines. And if your truck is one of those models affected, you will hear a clicking or rattling noise coming from the axle. Yeah, and there's going to be an interim yeah. repair. They don't say what that is. Well, but. that's right. But but then they also have the, the Fusion and the Lincoln MKZ for f- uh, problem potential front brake failure. Now, that that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. But uh, they seem to be they seem to be getting through it. And another big you 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 made a point about this earlier on uh, is Kia, the Kia theft deterrent. Right. And it right. came from TikTok. We won't even mention the group of individuals that are doing this, but uh, that people could break into some of the uh, Kia vehicles easily. There was a fix for it. And then cities started suing Kia. Because people were stealing their cars. Uh, seems misplaced to me. But there's a new theft deterrent device if you own one of these vehicles. And we will tell you about it when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back. So stay tuned. Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Boy, oh boy, there's just so much going on in the automotive world, and we promised to tell you about Kia and their ongoing, but mostly solved, uh, theft problem. And uh, basically what they've do, they've, they've announced right at the very end of December, they announced they have a new device to keep uh, thieves from getting into their lock, actually to breaking their ignition cylinder body. Um, And it's for people that uh, are not eligible for the security software upgrade that they introduced earlier in 2023. Um, And it basically, you you need probably special tools or or explosives to... (laughs) To uh, get through the ignition lock, uh, which is great, but I, you know, as Fred and I uh, alluded to earlier, what about the people that gave everybody instructions on how to steal the Kias? Yeah, yeah. Or where are they? Or what about people you catch doing this, and you know, hey, this is (laughs) this is illegal. You're doing something illegal. So if they cut their hand when they're breaking into the car are we gonna you know sue the owner because this person cut yep. their hand because they smashed Apparently. the glass <laughs> you know um, yeah dealers by the way dealers have installed close to nine hundred and forty thousand uh software upgrades on the on the kias so and they man. do they do put a little sticker on it actually we have a friend that has a sorrento yep. that this was done and it says this has been modified, you know, so you can't steal it. If, basically. 
you know me, Fred, and you know me in my workshop. Uh, if I had a Kia, I would have I w- would have installed basically a a, a rodent trap. <laughs> so when they touch it, um, it it cuts their fingers off probably. But yeah, then you would be. I, I believe in swift punishment. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but. To me, when you sue Kia for that, that's ridiculous, you know? It is ridiculous. Uh, First off, the only person that I think could sue for that would be if if someone said, well, that's a defective car. But it's not a defective car because it's (laughs) – No. You know, you're not supposed to be digging around with a screwdriver, you know? That's right. Sue TikTok for putting it up and not taking it down. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. I I'm not a fan yeah. of TikTok, so. But you know, you have to you have to break into the car to get to the ignition. Yeah, exactly. So you know, the car is locked. Exactly. Anyway. 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 But uh, if you have one of the vehicles, um, I think they are 2011 Sportages, 2011 uh, to 2016 Fortes. 2010 to 2022 Soul, uh, 2011 to 2021 Rio, and 2014 Sedona, uh, you'll probably be getting contacted by Kia to yeah. uh, to get this. Uh, I guess it's like a collar, a metal collar of some kind. I to, think so. Yeah. So uh, it's it's very annoying. It, it's certainly annoying. But here, this is not annoying. Let's talk about Genesis. Uh, they priced out their... Uh, 2014 G70 sport sedan. It's a sedan, Les. Yeah, it's a yeah, car. Yeah. Look at that. You can just slide in. You don't have to pull yourself up. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's an award-winning 2014 uh, G70 sport sedan. Uh, so it is newly enhanced. You would like that, right? To just say... Les Jackson, newly I like, enhanced. I like new new enhancements. Uh, they're sporty. They have very great ride characteristics, even though they're sporty. Yep. Um, so, uh, accor- according to their chief operating officer, the standard 300 horsepower and high performance Brembo brakes offer an even more dynamic driving experience. While the refreshed interior cabin provides a heightened sense of serenity. Boy, the writing is getting amazing. I actually was reading something this morning that talked about active lifestylers. And I, I just. I oh, just, well, that, listen, I live for that, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> um, so, so, <laughs> so there are two powertrains offered in the G70 uh, for 2024 in the North American market, a 2.5. Turbocharged inline four cylinder gas engine and a 3.3 liter twin turbocharged V6. The 2.5T starts at 41,500 and comes with many things, including Genesis Highway driving assist and driver assistance features, uh, a touch type climate display, climate control display, and frameless rear view mirror. They've made uh, designs and updates to multifunction switches, door and car, uh, console 
panels, uh, patterns, air vents, cup holders, and the key fob. So there you go. We get a new key fob. The 3.3 turbocharged has an MSRP of 49950 Uh Includes things like rain-sensing wipers, ventilated front seats, Lexicon premium audio, and a dark chrome grill. So this is certainly their Model 3 killer, isn't it? It is. It's By the way, I counted them. It's 42 standard features. That's a lot of standard stuff. And that's, a, that's a lot of stuff. And that 2.5. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. That 2.5 liter inline four puts out 300 horsepower, 311 pound-feet of torque, and flows through an eight-speed automatic, which is amazing. amazing. And, and uh, there's uh, all, standard all-wheel drive model, 2.5T, 43,600. And um, sports prestige model option group, you can get it on all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, adds $4,200. Sport aluminum trim, wide sunroof, parking distance warning, uh, ventilated front seats, the premium audio, alloy pedals. And then if you step up to the 3.3-liter sport advanced rear-wheel drive, MSRP forty nine thousand nine fifty. The all wheel drive miles fifty two thousand and fifty. And then uh, with the prestige option, you would add another forty four hundred dollars. That gives you things like Napa leather, uh, a microfiber suede headliner, heads up display, limited slip diff, um, heated steering wheel, and a number of other options. Then you can take that same package and add it to the 3.3 uh, uh, all-wheel drive model for another $4,400. So you, you're you're pretty much, you're almost up to like $56,000 for the top of the range right. model. Beautiful car, though. Um, even that four-cylinder with 300 horsepower, I mean, that's 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 pretty stout, you know? It is, and Genesis is such a fine machine. Um, if you've never driven one, you should take the opportunity and drive one. By the way, someone was asking how much horsepower does that twin turbo make, the 3.3-liter twin turbo V6. 365 horsepower, 376 yep. pound-feet of torque, and that is a nice one. I look forward to doing an at-the-wheel review of that vehicle soon. How about you? I would just love to. It's, uh, uh, I just love being in them. It's my favorite, favorite brand. Uh, certainly favorite, uh, of all of their cars and, uh, SUVs. It's just, they're great. Yeah, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. I've said often that they've kind of hit them out of the park, uh, hit, hit it out of the park continuously. So uh, it's it's great stuff in the Genesis, and we'll be talking about Genesis vehicles and a whole lot of other vehicles coming up when we yep. continue on cruise control. Hey, auto shows in trouble? Well, Stellantis says no more auto shows for us. We're also going to uh, have an at-the-wheel ve uh, vehicle coming up, the Buick um, Encore GX, and we'll talk about paint tech. So it's all coming up on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine.
And welcome back. Welcome back. We we just this is such great fun to talk about. And it's cool technology. Mazda's red color, which currently is called um what is that color? Soul, Soul red. red. Soul yeah. red Chris. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's like Everybody candy happy red, right? It's but not quite. Um, and and Mazda has uh, is you know they've noticed that people love the color, mm-hmm. so they've gone several steps more and gone to chemists and paint engineers um, to come up with uh, with a new patent for a new color red that um, and and uh, basically optical physics is my background so I do understand this but I but to explain would take the rest of our hour and, and you'll fall asleep anyway. So, uh, but the fact is it, it plays with the way light is absorbed and reflected. Um, and it ultimately comes up with, with, uh, with this spectral reflectance that you've never seen before in a, in a car paint. Um, so they've, uh, last year they introduced uh, artisan red Kind of a more uh, mar- is, maroonish, almost. Right, right. But richer, deeper shade than Soul Crystal. But but uh, this new color is is just going to be eye popping. Um, and and it's you know we as we said at the beginning of the show, it, it looks like it was dipped in red plastic. Yeah. Uh, it's a, there's just no way to describe it without looking at it. Or it looks like you could eat it. Yeah. Now, is this what Dave Kindig, the car customizer, says? He calls it flop and paint, where it changes color uh, as you walk around. And right, part of part of that, uh, and and it has to do with layers upon layers, and the way the layers have been laid down, um, and where the uh, the different metallics the direction the different metallics are are going are moving wow or have moved in the, i mean it is you don't want to scratch this because no no uh, you it's may as almost well just throw it away it's almost like a custom paint job uh from from the factory yeah. i mean it is as you said we were talking candy apple red uh it, it that's what I immediately thought, but I've seen some of these vehicles in the sun, and it is—it just really draws your eye, you know. It really does. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's funny—they're on big SUVs, you know, kind of bread and butter vehicles. And uh, yeah, I'd yeah. like rather see it on a on an Aston Martin, but you know, yeah, Corvette. It would look nice on a Corvette, wouldn't it? Corvette. Yeah. So um, it would yeah. look nice on the car that uh, your our friend Glenn and I are building next. Uh, which one is that? I know you did a Corvair. I know you did a Corvette. Yep. A mid-year. We are building a an original uh, narrow body 289 Cobra. Oh, my. Well, that would look nice on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would look nice on that. And. I often said that there are so many great factory colors now that, you know, if you said, okay, I'm building a street rod or something like that, you don't have to go to a custom paint shop. I just look yeah. at, at a, you know, and, and you can get the paint because it's a factory color, right? 
That's right. You can get it. You know, so pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. I love the science behind it. And uh, I did learn, I know, especially with metallic paints, if you, uh, from our Kevin, uh, our friend, mutual friend, Kevin Tates, if you put them on the wrong way, hold the gun the wrong way, you'll get like tiger striping. So basically what they're doing here is they are controlling the angle at how the paint is applied to take advantage of that as opposed to just poorly applying metallic paint and getting stripes. I think they're just, I think they're just dipping the, the car in a big vat of paint. Yeah. Just like an apple, like, like an apple, you dip it in there and it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Like burgundy cherry. Man, it's just, it, it, it it does look like you could eat it. Yes. It does look like you could eat it. So, (laughs) well, uh, let's yeah. talk about uh, Stellantis. And you and I have noticed this trend of car companies pulling out of shows. When, when we first started doing this, everyone, Les and I would go to these shows and there would be huge reveals on press day. I mean, huge. theatrical, uh, you know, cars driving through glass plates or, or being covered in That's mud. Right. Right, remember those? Uh, oh yes. Well, that, the the intro of the uh, the, the Ford and uh, Mercury midsize cars back in the early nineties drove through a huge glass plate the size of the stage. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and well, we, we've seen some incredible reveals and um, expensive, expensive. Uh, events where they've take brought 300 journalists to New York or Detroit or LA and big parties. I mean, and they're just not doing that. No, they don't need to anymore. Well, the problem with it for, for automotive journalists like ourselves was they would cram all these great press reveals in and you want to see them all, but you really couldn't, shoot any video or do any interviews because you had to get to the next one. So you felt like you're just running around like a chicken with no head. And we we were literally running to the next review at about 20 reviews each day and two to three days. Yeah. And, and so they thought, well, Hey, there's this thing called the internet and we can just release it and do it or put it somewhere else. They started doing these things offsite so that's one use of the of the car shows, um, and then of course the public would come in, and they wouldn't see those extravagant reveals, but they see the cars, and that's the purpose of this: to see a bunch of vehicles, try them out, and then kind of narrow down with what what you want to yeah. focus in on, right? Uh, but it seems like car shows are getting smaller. I mean, Stellantis backed out of SEMA, backed out of the L. I mean, they used to do a huge uh, presentation at SEMA. They would have a huge area, uh, have bring in celebrities and show custom cars and have giant <laughs> displays. Right. Um, but they backed out of all that, and they're just not going to do any. They're pulling out of all shows in Canada and U.S. You're actually involved with one in the D.C. area, and you said – You've got three weeks to go, and they um, yeah 
they pulled I, out, I already, which is huge. I already wrote the Stellantis products uh, section of the uh, of DC Auto Show program guide, like I do every year, and they're going to. Uh, I, I do believe they've got local dealers to provide product, um, but yeah, surprise, uh, they're not going to have Camp Jeep. Yeah, um, Camp not Jeep. Not have a representative. It's just enjoy the show. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Camp, Camp Jeep was one of the big draws. I know it was in New a York. huge, huge draw. If yeah. you've never done it, it they they would have all kinds of obstacles the jeeps could drive over, and you could yep. try a, the a mountain. Tow, you know, a mountain about fifty feet high, right in the in the uh, convention center, and they would you'd drive over it with their their drivers. Yeah, and uh, interactive. Incredible. Yeah, but uh, you know it, that costs money, and they're just not going to do it, and it just. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. It's really, I think the show is for what I said. It's for people to see the cars yes. in a kind of a limited yes. pressure environment and, uh, and, and kind of sit in them and, and see, you know, get an initial feeling about, Hey, you know, I like this one. I like that one. Okay. I'm going to narrow it down to two or three vehicles and then start looking, you know? Um, but, the worst would be if you go there and you're interested in Dodge products and they're not there. Well, <laughs> that will help with your a, decision, right? <laughs> that'll certainly help with your decision. And, uh, you know, we have at this show, we have VIP tour guides. I started that a number of years ago and we take people around and explain the cars to them, explain the technology. And, you know, they pay money for that. And, and, you know, it started last year when none of the German companies showed. Right. People say, well, wait a minute. Where are they? Well, they didn't show. Then they yelled at Les, their tour guide, and said, well, hey, I didn't well, where tools. are you hiding them? <laughs> That's right. But, um, you know, eventually the sticks and the uh, tar and feathers are going to come out. Right. Uh, why isn't he no, showing I, us the, um, the? Why isn't he showing us any of the German brands? Where, where's the other floor with all the other cars? Uh, there isn't one. No. <laughs> well, we're going to have a floor with a car, um, and we'll review this one. This is the Buick Encore GX. Uh, great little Buick. When we come back on cruise control, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. Plenty more. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson. And we are glad you're with us. A lot going on. And we have an at-the-wheel review. This time, it is the 2024 Buick Encore GX. Small little Buick um, made in Korea. Believe it or not, Buick is the most affordable brand in the GM lineup right now, not Chevy, Buick. That's amazing. And, Just amazing. And so we thought we'd take a look at this vehicle. Uh, new for 2024, well, it's got what they call the virtual cockpit, which is a couple of uh, flat screens behind glass. We'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. 
Um, and it is powered by a turbo three cylinder less. Uh, this one has the, you can get a 1.2 turbo I3 at 137 is the 137 horsepower is the standard engine or a 1.3 liter three cylinder 155 horsepower engine. That's what we got. And this was all wheel drive. So power flows through a nine speed automatic transmission and we're going to kind of delve into this all a little bit more um, but a small SUV uh, kind of reminded me of the Ford EcoSport in, in certain ways if you've been in that um, some of the controls are familiar that you would have seen in other Buicks and other GM products throughout the years and others are different but uh, they the virtual cockpit, I was not crazy about it. It looks very plain. As you can see, it is a small screen behind a glass panel. And at night, it just looked very, very plain to me. I think the graphics could be improved. Storage is decent. Um, nice thing. It does have a compact spare and jack, which is good to see on this vehicle. Uh, 1.3 liter turbo, uh, three-cylinder. Did the job fine. I... I Felt it was well, well uh, designed and well tuned with the with that nine speed automatic. It drove fine for what it was. Not going to be a hot rod, but uh, this uh, was the ST package. It gives you some uh, piano black uh, trim on the outside. It also gives you some black wheels, uh, a little bit sportier, kind of a high riding vehicle on the outside. I thought it looked sort of like. If you squint and stand on one leg, the DBX 707, especially in the front, the Aston Martin uh, SUV. Uh, I like the styling on the outside, and I like the color, which in this case was kind of that uh, burnt orange. They call it copper ice, actually. Um, but I thought that was an interesting combination. Hmm. A color, that that's a color we were talking earlier about how it can change in the uh, in the sunlight, and uh, certain times it looked very very orange, and other times it looked kind of uh, well a little a little less orange. Let's put it that way. Um, so let's go through this uh, outside styling is great. As I said, uh, looks like a quality piece. Uh, it uh, is the Sport Touring all wheel drive model. Uh, ours, as I said, was co copper ice metallic ebony. Interiors ebony with ebony accents, 1.3 liter turbo, nine speed. Does real well. Overall crash score is five stars, which is great. Hmm. On the inside, uh, it's the materials and that are fine, but it's a little plain. A lot of black plastic, a lot of black upholstery. Uh, of course, there's the new Buick logo for 2024. You see it on the steering wheel and you see it. Um, in the front of the vehicle. I love the overhead view monitor. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, still, although GM's going to eliminate those. Wireless charger, good connectivity. Here's what I like, a button for hitting all-wheel drive, and then it shows you you are in all-wheel drive. Um, Easy-to-use controls uh, for heated steering wheel, heated seats. Uh, out back, uh, you know, decent. You sit up high in the back, Um Decent leg room, um, not a lot going on, a little connectivity for rear seat passengers in the form of a USB and USB-C. Looks like you can also get a um, 
power port if you want. Plain interior, the virtual cockpit, I don't think it was a win, frankly, because it's two small screens behind a piece of glass, and the graphics look very plain. You get a couple of different gauge settings. Both of them look pretty plain to me, and when you see that little square at night, it just looks very blank on the dashboard. Uh, storage is good. Um, there's no power port in the back or anything like that, but as I mentioned, there is a, a jack and a, a spare tire, which is always good. I always look on all our reviews because you want to find that out. Um, under hood, it looks like, uh, you know, a three-cylinder engine. You don't really know it's a three-cylinder. It could certainly be a two-liter four-cylinder, but um, doesn't sound any different. Performs well, nine-speed automatic. Um, by the way, this comes with a three-year, 36,000-mile bumper-to-bumper limited warranty, five-year, 60,000-mile powertrain limited warranty with roadside assistance and courtesy transportation. Which uh, First maintenance visit, whichever comes first. See Buick.com for details. Um, Start-stop system, which worked fairly well. Um, and the infotainment system is, a, that is an 11-inch diagonal HD color touchscreen. That part of it worked well. I like that. Wireless Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, at least for now, until GM moves away from that. Capless fuel fill. Nice to see. few little surprises here and there. The base price is $28,400. And then ours added a $1,695 Experience Buick package with a power moonroof, the 19-inch gloss wheels, uh, the comfort package with remote vehicle starter system, eight-way power seat for the driver, heated steering wheel, driver, front passenger, driver and front passenger heated seats, seat back, front passenger, flat folding, which is very nice. That's a touch of the uh, vibe there. And uh, the advanced technology package for 1095 added adaptive cruise control, HD surround vision, wireless charging, we popped for the Bose premium speaker system for $500 more. The copper ice metallic, $495. Black roof package, uh, which was $395. And it was not equipped with rear park assist, so there's a $145 credit, which is probably due to supply shortages yet, which is interesting to see that in 2024. How was, how was the ride? Uh, ride wasn't... Wasn't real choppy. I mean, it is a short wheelbase vehicle, so you're you're saddled with a little bit of that. But it wasn't objectionable. It was my neck didn't hurt after driving it. Uh, it does look like it rides pretty high. There's a lot of space above those uh, wheels uh, over the tires between the wheel well and the tire. But it did not have a rough ride. Uh, it wasn't super powerful, and on the inside, it just felt a little. Well, not high-end, I'll say that. I think the exterior looks more high-end than the interior. Uh, the, in, the assembly point is Korea, South Korea. Engine is from United States, transmission from United States. So what do I like about it? I like the great crash rating on it. Uh, fuel economy, Highway 28, uh, combined, uh, City 26, combined 27. That's not super great for this vehicle. Uh, I would like to see it in the low 30s, but uh, I, I like the exterior styling. Um, I like the crash rating. Um, 
you know, the room was okay on the inside. I felt I felt it, it should be a little bit higher end for the price. By the way, total tested price thirty five thousand twenty five. Um, you know, I I see what they're trying to do with that dash panel, but it just looked very plain to me. I don't know. I I I. I didn't find that as a plus, but I'm, I'm afraid a lot of manufacturers are going that way. Anyway, that is the 2024 Encore GX Sport Touring All-Wheel Drive Edition. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Take care.